when we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back to the camp house here at Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We greatly appreciate that. We're in a very special place to me, and I'm glad you're here so I can share it with you. Front door to the camp house brought to you by Calming Care. It settles the overactive dog, Calming Care. For the overbarker, the overjumper. Check it out at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R from the trusted name Purina. <laughs> Possum Kingdom Lake, North Central Texas. Folks that hang out here simply and affectionately know it as PK. I grew up on this lake. Summers at Sandy Beach. Hauled hay at various ranches around the shoreline. It's a little over 18,000 acres. Plenty of water for everybody. And it's on the Brazos River system. That's been both good and bad through the years. Golden algae traveled down the Brazos River and killed all the fish a few years back. Did it twice, as a matter of fact. And then moved on downstream to Lake Granbury and Lake Whitney. The effects there, not as harsh as they were here. But this fishery is extremely healthy. It's back. In Texas, we call a 13-pound bass a share lunker. That's because we share those fish with the state of Texas biologists. They harvest and fertilize those eggs and grow more share lunkers and turn them loose in our Texas waters. Those 13 to 15-pound bass have been coming out of another lake, O.H. Ivy, just down the road from here on a pretty regular basis over the past couple of years. That's taken a lot of the bass fishing pressure off of Possum Kingdom. My friend Gary Klein is in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. He'll be in the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame come October. And he called me during the mad rush on O.H. Ivy late last winter, almost springtime. He said, Billy, you almost need a reservation at the boat ramp to get on Ivy right now, but up here at Possum Kingdom, the boat ramp is yours and the lake is wide open, and all I did today was catch eight-pounder after eight-pounder. <laughs> it's a great lake. There's more pressure on the lake now than there was then. A couple of giants have come out of there, true giants, this year. And in Texas freshwater history, over time, this has got to be ranked as one of the very top lakes, bass fishing lakes, in the state of Texas. It's a clear water lake, for Texas anyway. Limestone rock and deep, clear water. Well, listen, that's what striped bass love. And this is not only a largemouth mecca, but it grows big stripers. My friend Steve McVeigh knows all about that, and we've been up here fishing for stripers, and that's what we're talking about on the show today. We're going striper fishing on this phenomenal striper fishery, just about 90 miles northwest of Fort Worth and DFW Airport, Possum Kingdom Lake. Hop in the boat with Steve and me, and let's go fishing. The striper is a phenomenal fish, really interesting fish, the largest in the bass family. They live in both salt and freshwater. On the Atlantic coast, the striper's range extends from the St. John's River in North Florida to the St. Lawrence River in Canada, and in the Gulf of Mexico from western Florida to Louisiana. Florida is the southernmost home to native populations of Atlantic striped bass. 
Those saltwater stripers move up into freshwater to spawn and migrate up and down the east coast throughout the year. They'll spawn in Chesapeake Bay in early spring and then move northward to New York. You'll have a strong striper fishing season in New York during the summer and then catch them down as far south as North Carolina in the fall. Check out BassOnline.com for more on the striper. In freshwater, well, it's kind of like a freshwater shark. Actually, a giant pod of freshwater sharks. And when you drag your bait through the middle of them, get ready for a tussle. It's a ton of fun from 8 to 80. The world record striper in freshwater is 69 pounds, 9 ounces. 69.9 the world record saltwater striper, 81 pounds. Here on Possum Kingdom Lake, well, I told you some big bass come out of here. The largemouth record, now this goes back a few decades. The largemouth record on Possum Kingdom, 16.02. A beast. Here's another beast. The lake record smallmouth, 6.80. And the lake record striper at PK, 34.19. Make a date with Steve McVeigh, and he'll show you how to at least get your bait in front of one of those giants. And who knows? You could be next in that IGFA record book. The striper is found in freshwater across about half of North America. So chances are, wherever you're listening to me today, there's a knowledgeable striper guide within a pretty decent drive of your place. Do yourself a favor. Call him or her up and book a half day. Steve McVeigh here on PK is wrapping his trips up by 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning, so don't worry about the intense heat. By the time it gets unbearable outside, you'll be propped up with a cold glass of iced tea at home. Take the family. Take Grandpa and Grandma. Get everybody out on that guide boat. Catch stripers, smile for the pictures, and giggle like a schoolgirl. Your family will have a ball. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic because all of our dogs suffer from GI upset from time to time. Order it from Chewy.com. Fortiflora. We're going striper fishing with Steve McVeigh when we come back from the coffee pot. Hi, this is Bobby Labonte, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Robert Cantrell at Texas Outdoors on the Benbrook Traffic Circle in southwest Fort Worth has been selling top-notch hunting, fishing, and outdoor goods and apparel for 38 years. But now the time has come for him to lock up for the last time. Texas Outdoors, a true Texas legend, is closing. And understandably, it's an emotional time for Robert. to Texas Outdoors in Southwest Fort Worth for one last sale. If it's hanging on the wall, sitting on a shelf, crawling across the floor, or swinging from the ceiling, it's gotta go. Woohoo! God bless you for keeping the lights turned on around here for 38 years. Now it's Cantrell's time to go fishing while both knees and one hip still work. Come on in and make an offer. Everything from boots and guns to the shelves and racks have gotta go before Robert can. After that, don't try to call anymore. There ain't no phones where he's going. Texas Outdoors in Southwest Fort Worth and the great audio sale. Yippee! Right now, the original Texas hunting show is back. 
For 46 years, the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza has been the official kickoff of the Texas hunting seasons. Visit the world's top outfitters and guides. Get ready for the field with the latest hunting gear, rifles, clothes, and accessories. The granddaddy of them all is back August 5 through 7 in Houston, and this year only August 12 through 14 in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchison, and August 19 through 21 in San Antonio. Get the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza on your calendar. More info at ttha.com. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, they believe the customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. To stay up to date on the latest products, news, events, and more, follow Marksman on Facebook and Marksman of Texas on Instagram. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. don't have to have four-wheel drive to get to this camp house. The helicopter will do the trick. This is Kinder Outdoors. And I'm Billy Kinder. Glad you're in camp with us. We're at Possum Kingdom Lake, affectionately known as PK, to generation after generation that have enjoyed this beautiful stretch of water just northwest of Dallas-Fort Worth, about 90 miles. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. Pick up the formula that best suits your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I've been fishing this week with Steve McVeigh out on Possum Kingdom Lake. One of the most fun activities you can do in the summertime when it's so brutally hot. Get out early in the morning, in the cool of the morning, and go chase stripers. 
Steve, I tell you what, I, I had a ball. I just had a ball fishing with you. You can tell uh, when you roll up to fish with someone new what the day's going to be like by how their equipment is kept. You're top notch. You're clean. You've got everything buttoned down. Your stuff is in good repair. Uh, I can tell you've been doing this a day or two. Been doing it quite a while. I've wore out several boat motors. <laughs> uh, let's talk about stripers before we talk about catching them. I want to talk about stripers themselves. Uh, you guide uh, out of Possum Kingdom Lake, which is a pretty clear water lake, and Lake Whitney's a lot like this too. You guide uh, for stripers there as well. What makes these two bodies of water, you know, you hear about certain lakes like Texoma or PK or Whitney are exceptional striper lakes. What makes them such great striper water? Well, the research I've done in talking to uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife and the game wardens is I believe Possum Kingdom has probably got a little bit higher salt content, uh, probably not as high as Texoma. And uh, then as it goes down, the river, Granbury, and Whitney, then you still got a certain amount of salt uh, content that still keeps the strappers in here and keeps them healthy. I, I go where I can catch the biggest fish, and I may be there a year or two or three, and I expect to be up here. We've had a lot of fish over 10 pounds to 19 pounds this year. I think uh, there's been one or two caught uh, in the 22, 26 range. Uh, not exactly I heard about it, but I didn't see it. So you know how those fishing stories go, Steve. You hear about them and don't see them. You better get a picture. <laughs> yeah, they better. They they may grow, but yeah, I've got a lot. I've been very fortunate over the years. I've got a lot of customers that come once a month, every other month, and entertain their customers. And uh, they like they like going to where they can catch bigger fish. And and uh, they've caught you know a lot uh, most of the 17, 18, 19 inch fish they want to catch. So yeah. that's why I do it. Yeah, you you know where to go. You've been fishing this lake how many years? Oh, Lord. Uh, let's see. We had the first big fish kill in 2013. I'm going to hit it real close. I think the second one was a 15. So I was here commercial fishing as far as stripe uh, with customers. It would be about 2012, probably 11, right in there. Yeah, so you know where the big ones live. You've got, you know where the holes are. This is not your first rodeo. You, you know how to put us on fish. And I'm gonna ask folks to come to the website kinderoutdoors.com. Take a look at the pictures of the graph uh, that I took in Steve's boat uh, when we were out together. Massive numbers of fish. You don't even know how to. You don't have to know how to read a graph to see that there's a phenomenal number of fish and quality fish. Uh, underneath the boat, uh, stripers uh, in Possum Kingdom, uh, you know, and, and it changes. You said you might be here the next two or three years. You never know. Uh, Whitney can take off and go big. It's nice to have those those options, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's uh, kind of why I live in the middle. And you know, up here, if I'm booked up, this group of guides up here is just a great, great bunch of guys. Uh, most all of them will put you on fish. So if you ever want to get a hold of me and I'm booked, I can put you with other guides that uh, they're serious about it. And good communication up here, and everybody has a big time. You bet. Hey, you also guide crappie trips. Hey, that's a hot button for me. I love those crappie. Yeah, I do the crappie trips, but I've turned a bunch down this year because we've had so much fun catching these stripers up here that uh, I've been putting everybody off. But 
I mainly fish them in the summertime when they move out on the trees in 14, 16 foot of water. It's a lot easier for the customers to feel the bite. They're a little more aggressive after they come off the beds and they're hungry. So I usually have about a four-month time frame, and I'm going to miss it this year. Uh, I'll fire it back up again next year probably. Yeah, so if you want to uh, put a quality trip together for next year, uh, come fish with Steve on Possum Kingdom or wherever he takes you, wherever the bite is, that's where you're going to go. But let's talk about, for just a minute, let's talk about these Possum Kingdom crappie. I remember this was my lake when I was a kid. I grew up on this lake. The bass fishing, this is long before golden algae uh, and fish kill, but the crappie bite and the bass bite, man, it was a quality fishery as good as any place in Texas, and it's that way again. Yeah, the bass, I showed you some pictures on my phone while we were out on the boat today. Um, and, you know, we occasionally, they'll hit these uh, rigs that I'm using. And we didn't weigh the one yesterday, but you fished enough to know that that was a, a solid 8-plus pound fish. Uh, we catch them probably one every three trips. And uh, then the crappie, uh, what's so great about the crappie here is you have very, very few throwbacks. I mean, they're really nice quality crappie. Yeah. So get ready for that fish fry and, uh, and come on up here to uh, Possum Kingdom or wherever he goes. I'm a little upset that you like to, to fish Aquila because I thought, you know, that was my private stomping grounds here. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good crappie hole, too. Yes, sir, it is. I fished it a lot last year. We did really well over there. I honestly haven't been there this year, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get back over there eventually. Hey, uh, let's talk about that. I'm sure people are wondering, what are they talking about? Fish kill, golden algae. It hit the lake twice back a few years ago, a decade or more ago, and it was just devastating to the fish population, the fishing up here. Yeah, it impacted uh, all the guides, you know, particularly. Um, we, I was actually working out of the state park over there for about two months because the fish were on that end of the lake, and one morning I unloaded the boat, and I'd fished the previous day, and I seen a lot of crappie right, real close to the bank, and I shined my light. And not realizing what it was, uh, I communicated a lot with a man by the name of Bob Hood back then, and I called him, and he called the fisheries in, and it was the beginning of the golden algae kill. And it was, it was sad. It was really sad uh, in a lot of ways, and a lot of monster fish. Uh, it depletes the oxygen in the water, and uh, they basically bleed out through their gills. And but yeah, I hope I never see it again in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, my problem was it followed me from there, and then I believe in October of 13. Don't, don't quote me on the exact year, 13 or 14. I came back to Granbury and fished, and it followed me down there, and it was devastating on on Granbury. And then yeah, I went to Whitney, and it, it it was a light touch on one end of the lake. It was nothing nothing at all like PK and Granberry encountered. The majority, I guess, of the fish population in Possum Kingdom were lost. Pretty much, uh, Parks and Wildlife restocked it real well. Uh, it's uh, you know it's amazing we get a lot of a little strappers up there, and I personally, whether I'm right or wrong, believe that they do reproduce up here. But the fishery, honestly, right now is, is like it was before we had to kill. It's getting real close on the size fish. And one of the cool things is most of the guides up here, 
uh, and they'll all agree with me, and I watch them. They they know what I do. If if we get a fish that's much over eight or nine pounds, we we let them go. We take quick picture. We get them down. We revive them. We don't keep them out of the water, and we put scales on them, and and that's what all the guides up here I know have been doing, and I I think that's going to help a lot. I know it is, uh, and that's a really good rule. You catfish guys, I know a lot of you do that too. More and more every year, guys are doing that, thinking of tomorrow and not just that fish Friday night. Hey, Steve, hang on. We're going to take a little break and come back and talk about it some more, okay? Yes, sir. Check out Possum Kingdom Lake, Texas online. I promise you, you want to bring your family up here on vacation. And when you do, go catch those big old stripers with Steve McVeigh. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina ProPlan. ProPlan performance, 30% protein, 20% fat for your hard-working bird dog. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. This is professional angler Rick Clun, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S, TejasRanchFence.com. You'll know Toby Meadows when you run into him on the lot there at Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine because on his name tag is a big green bass. <laughs> He's earned the right to wear that big fish around. He's caught three over ten pounds. Yes, sir. Three times, uh, twice on Lake Fork and once on Lake Conroe. This lifelong passion for Toby started in the cab of that old Chevy truck, headed for the fishing hole, a long time ago. I had an uncle, Uncle Jim, got me started. And it was just a little cork popper with little black and yellow feathers look like a bumblebee, and that started it all. Three ten-pounders and 19 years with the classic grapevine family. And Toby is still going down the road in that Chevy truck. These days, though, it's a little newer, a little less bumpy, and a whole lot more powerful. Yes, it is. I like it, too, especially that diesel. Got that half-ton diesel. It's good. Nice truck. Lifelong memories await your bunch in the cab of the truck. Get started at ClassicChevrolet.com. The first and original Texas hunting show is back. It all gets kicked off in Houston, August 5, 6, and 7. This is the 46th year for the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. The biggest and best in rifles, blinds, outfitters, and guides. Game calls, camo, and ammo, you name it, you'll find it at the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. Here we come, Houston, August 5, 6, and 7. Live gators, rattlesnakes, and happy hunters. It must be Texas Trophy Hunter time. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of outdoor adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics 
and they smile while learning. If you want outdoor adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees. And have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged in the battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. Hunters and fishermen gather here every week. Boy, we need another freezer. This camphouse is Kinder Outdoors. We're on Possum Kingdom Lake, Texas this weekend chasing giant stripers in this beautiful clear water with Steve McVeigh. But like Steve said earlier, if he's booked up, all these guys up here are capable, knowledgeable, and quality. He can refer you to one of the other guides if, if he's busy. Do come. Bring the whole family. This is something that, hey, the 8-year-olds can do and the 80-year-olds can too. All you need, if you're 17 or older, is a fishing license. You don't even need that if you're 16 or younger. And a camera. You're going to want to take your picture with that fish that's as long as you are. <laughs> We've been fishing with Steve McVeigh, having a great time. Steve, thank you for hanging out with us. I've enjoyed it, Billy. We've had a lot of fun this morning. Yeah, we certainly have. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about how you go about catching your fish. Right now, uh, the sun is high. It's the dog days of summer. The fish are hot. We're hot. Nobody feels like doing anything after about 9 or 10. you got to get an early start. Yes, sir. We pulled away from the dock, as you know, at 6 o'clock. We get the majority of our fish usually in the first three hours and realistically in the first hour and a half. You know, that's just that's, that's hammer down time, and then they start moving out deep, and you can go out with either downriggers. I personally... Uh, uh, fish umbrella rigs, I believe in them, and uh, when you believe in something, they usually work for you pretty good. Yeah. 
a lot of the guys, uh, there's a few still using live bait up here. Uh, for 80% of my career, I used live bait. And uh, but when I was at PK, I've always used uh, umbrella rigs or down rigs. So either method's good. Uh, they run about 21 feet. Uh, it doesn't matter if they move out in 80 foot of water; they're going to suspend out. Right now, they're over the thermal climb is what you're looking for, uh, and basically they're at, you know 18 to 24 feet, and that's where you got to drag your baits. How fast are you moving when you're trolling uh, for these stripers? Downriggers are running about 2.1 to 2.4 in that neighborhood. My umbrella rigs, I pull them at 1.7 miles an hour, and I generally fish with 65-foot line out. I like to throw a big flutter spoon for largemouth bass from time to time, but uh, that's another technique that you use for these big stripers. When you see something that you like, you'll stop the trolling. We'll, We'll let those sit. And we'll jump up with the flutter spoons and, and do some vertical jigging. What do you see that makes you stop trolling and, and go to the flutter jig? So I showed you or the flutter spoon. Sorry. Yes, sir. So I showed you the picture on the graph a couple times today where we went over and the screen is just totally blacked out. Uh, it's just solid fish. And uh, at that time, I, I try to get everybody to pull up real quick and we'll spot lock, and then we'll pull out the big flutter spoons and. Uh, and just, you know, float them down. They hit them on the way down 90% of the time. You don't want to fish it right on the bottom. Uh, but it's it's a big time, and and you need that big population of fish to do it most of the time uh, to, you know, get everybody where they're all catching fish at the same time. Where the shad are is where the uh, fish are going to be, the predators. A lot of times you were explaining to me the sand bass are up over the top of the big stripers, and they will slash and wound those shad, and those shad will fall. Therefore, the flutter spoon that they think it's a shad, a wounded shad from from the from the sand bass up above, falling down right into their chop house. Yes, sir. I know. At one point we were on early this morning, the sand bass came up, and I said we we're going to fish underneath them, and we did, and we caught a few fish. But that's exactly what happens. Uh, one of the problems that that I've encountered in the hot hardcore summertime like it is right now is fishing with live bait uh, they'll tend to come up and just hold your bait and uh, there's there's no aggression whatsoever for them to to take it and swallow it and so that's why I, you know I kind of got off on the umbrellas this time of year and I actually have been using them for 18 months this time and I keep saying I'm going back to live bait, but we're still catching fish. Yeah, don't change anything right now. It's working pretty doggone good. Uh, do you fish 12 months out of the year? Yes, sir, I do. I uh, fish uh, year-round. It's uh, Older I get, it's getting a little colder for some reason, but uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a wonderful wife, and she came up with these electric vests, and uh, I stay what? pretty... Wait a minute. Stop right there. Tell me about this now. Yeah, uh, I guess it was a year before last. Uh, uh, my wife, I told her, I said, man, this is getting tougher and tougher. I, I'm getting cold and... And so she got online and found these vests, and they got you can get a couple of batteries, and and now some of my customers have got them, and uh, used to they'd kind of freeze out and want to go in, and now they're ready, they're in for the long haul. But they they work extremely well. You can put them, put the vest underneath your coat, and a lot of the hunters out there they're more experienced with them, 
And uh, ever grouse hunter in Minnesota and a, a South Dakota pheasant hunter is list turned turned the radio up right now. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're they're the best thing you, money can buy right now in the wintertime. Uh, how do you go about catching your stripers in the wintertime when it's real cold, total opposite of what we got right now? Actually, uh, we'll pull a single uh, jig. Uh, I use a uh, voodoo bait. Uh, a lot of the guys are using bucktail jigs. Uh, voodoo's become very popular in my boat for the last uh, 18 months up here. Uh, but we uh, just go around, you go up a little bit shallower. Now, when it gets hardcore cold, we're out in that real deep water where I showed you those fish were going after it uh, got got so hot this morning. Well, they're starting to get hot. They start moving off the banks and moving out where it's cooler water. And it's a slower bite. <clears throat> they bite easier. They're not as aggressive. But, uh, you know, you can use perch. Uh, I used some perch up here last year and uh, some spoons, uh, slow-moving spoon. But, yeah, wintertime's uh, it's a slower bite, but, you know, you still catch fish. Yeah. Um, so you're still trolling, uh, even in the wintertime. Yeah, slow troll. It's a slow troll. It's uh, not like trolling with a downrigger. And then, you know, you, you ask about the wintertime. They'll gang up and just stack up. And everybody knows that I, I tell this joke. When I, my dad taught me to fish, you had to be quiet in the boat. And here I am now. I've got a thumper in my boat, yeah. and it sounds like uh, you got somebody down there with a hammer beating on it. But particularly in the wintertime, it'll break those fish up, and it'll get them to look up, and they'll get real aggressive. And you'll see them just start stacking underneath the boat from the time you stopped. They'll just start moving in underneath that thumper. And on a live scope, you can turn a live scope on, and you can actually watch some of the fish every time it thumps. You'll see them jerk a little bit and kind of move, and then they'll they'll come up out of the group because they're just laying down there gorging on shad they don't have to work for nothing that's one thing that never changes doesn't matter if it's july or january where the bait are that's where the fish are going to be yes sir year round but it can get disgusting in the winter time because you pull them up and they're just fat and healthy as can be and and uh they don't have to do nothing just open their mouth and yawn and they got they got they got a shad in their mouth you know yeah tell me about the the spawn when do stripers spawn you know our crappie get fairly predictable our bass uh our catfish when, when do stripers spawn do they come up shallow to do it yeah they get up shallower they'll go up river uh, not all of them go up river a lot of them go up the coves and they'll spawn in the back of the shallower coves uh they go through the motion about the same time as the sand bass uh, probably about that time. I always see it used to be February. The climate's changed a little bit, and depending on the year, uh, the last uh, spawning fish that I cleaned up here, I would say, was probably right about the end of April. And uh, you get very, you don't get any now. But yeah, February, uh, the same way with Proctor. We would go over there every February, March, and April. I always fished over there for years when the hybrid bite was so good, and we'd use cut bait up in, oh, eight, six feet of water and uh, just nail them up there. So it's generally, I'd say, February, March, April. We're going to take a little break, then we're going to come back and cook some, some fish, and we'll see how you like to eat your striper. Uh, before we go to the break, though, tell folks how they can get in touch with you, Steve, if they want to go fishing with Steve McVeigh. Yeah, you can either go to Facebook and type in uh, Crappie Striper Fishing with Steve McVeigh or uh, call me at 817-925-4742.
hang on just a minute. We're going to grab a cup of coffee and come right back here and cook some fish. All right. Hi, everybody. It's World Championship caller Al Morris. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. The original Texas hunting show is back. For 46 years, the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza has been the official kickoff of the Texas hunting seasons. Visit the world's top outfitters and guides. Get ready for the field with the latest hunting gear, rifles, clothes, and accessories. The granddaddy of them all is back August 5 through 7 in Houston, and this year only August 12 through 14 in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchison, and August 19 through 21 in San Antonio. Get the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza on your calendar. More info at ttha.com. There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas hill country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal-clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orvis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence. And I think you will, too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. JoshuaCreek.com Folks, Texas Outdoors, a true Texas legend, has been serving up hunting, fishing, and shooting supplies to fine folks like you and me for 38 years. Every day, Robert Cantrell puts that genuine smile on his face, turns the key in the door, loads up on fresh stories to share, and takes care of whatever you and I have needed. Robert, well done. Texas Outdoors final sale is its biggest ever. Texas Outdoors. Southwest Fort Worth on the Benbrook Traffic Circle. Thank you for your business. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil. 
that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castelleria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has ten double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. It's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. The fish came from our waters, the meat from our fields, the heritage and history from our hearts. Glad you're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Steve, thanks for hanging on, buddy. I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed the trip. Hey, uh, you uh, you mentioned a bait earlier, and I want to make sure that we uh, let everybody know what that was. Since you're not holding on to any secrets here, I guess it's okay. Tell us the bait company and the name of the bait. Uh, you're catching a lot of fish, and we caught a lot of fish on a soft plastic that I hadn't seen before. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a... The company's called Voodoo Baits. It's made by Ingrid Bait Company. And uh, I uh, got introduced to him from a friend, and he throwed one in the boat, and I tied one on, and I haven't stopped since. Uh, at this point, I uh, explained earlier, I've caught them for 18, the last 18 months on Ingrid Baits. And then, of course, the umbrellas, you got teasers around the outside. But all around bait, uh, now I use the five inch uh, white with pearl, and as you know, I don't have any secrets. I I want everybody to catch fish, and uh, you know I don't uh, have a reason to not try to help everybody catch fish. But yeah, yeah it's a it's a great bait. You can order them online. Uh, company uh, that I deal with, uh, Trilates back uh, Trilates, uh Tackle Towns, the name of it. You can call them and get them out of Granberry. They've got every size they make. Uh, so, yeah, they're a great bait if you haven't tried them. Uh, I know some of the bass fishermen use them in the, in the winter months. So, and they got assorted colors. But, yep, it's a great bait. You ought to give it a try. There you go. Very good. Let's talk about uh, putting these fish on the table. A lot of guys won't eat a striper. They won't eat a sand bass. They say they've got that big old blood vein. Hey, they're making a mistake. Oh, yeah. So when you fry them, you uh, attempt to cut all the red meat out of them, and they have a little bit fishier of a taste. Uh, I guess it depends on how hot you get the grease, you know. But um, the way I've got my customers to eat them, and it's the way uh, that we eat them around my place, uh, is we do them on the half shell. And anybody that doesn't know what that is, is we fillet them off, leave the skin on, and then we put them in a pan of water, and we put ice in there. And you need to leave them for about an hour, hour and a half in the refrigerator, and uh, most of the blood will release. Well, you have a lot of red meat that doesn't taste good. And if you'll put them on the grill, I have a Traeger, and I cook it on high smoke at 225. And uh, then I like butter on mine, and my wife uses olive oil. She's a health freak. And uh, <laughs> so she likes lemon pepper on hers. I like Tony's Creole seasoning or Obey, either one. And as the fish gets done, you want to cook it at that 225 real slow. Down by the tail, the skin will start curling just like a paper plate. And as it gets done, it'll, the skin will curl all the way up the sides. And when it's done, you can actually pick that, that fish up with a spatula, and it'll be as stiff as a paper plate. 
and you can sit and pick all the white meat off, and all the red meat will stick to the skin. Wow. Boy, that sounds really good right now. That that would go good with eggs in the morning. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about what makes a good client. You fish with a lot of different people. You fished with every kind of personality. What makes a good client? What do you like to see uh, when folks come? Because a lot of people just don't know. What do you like to see from folks when they come out to fish with you? Well, so I try to furnish everything. I furnish water. We always have some sausage sticks and cheese and crackers to snack on so they don't have to carry a big ice chest. Yeah, you pay attention to details. You even have uh, cooling uh, bandanas that you put around kids' necks when it's too hot and you can tell they hadn't been outside a lot. You do go the extra mile. I try to. I've seen a lot of young kids, uh, especially this day and time, they're not outdoors as much as we are, and and uh, the little face turns kind of red and they kind of start looking flush, and that's the time you need to put one of those uh, cold rags around their neck. Yeah. Uh, so what makes a good client? I've had a client in particular, but three of them, uh, I've had them for over 30 years, I guess you could say, 28, somewhere in there. Uh, and uh, this one particularly, uh, or these, I would say there's four of them. They come once a month or every other month, and they bring either one of their top two or top four performing uh, people in the company, or they bring their clients. Uh, the one in, Two of them in particular bring different clients. And they'll invite their client and their family. And uh, I don't do the corporate trips anymore, but I do the uh, family trips. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. And they come back, and, you know, you clean their fish for them. You've got everything on board. They don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff. Everything is included in the trip. We go out, we have fun, and, and then they can go to the local restaurant and eat or do whatever they want. All you need to bring is a fishing license and your hat or whatever's going to keep you comfortable. Uh, do you see people overpack uh, very often? Well, we have some customers that bring alcohol on the boat, and uh, that's fine. Uh, hopefully they won't have time to drink too much of it before I, <laughs> I get them limited out. But now you can get a big ice chest sometimes, and it's it's just in the road because... Once the fish go down, everybody's running around in the boat, and uh, so we try to put it either up on the front deck out of the road or something like that. As far as a backpack with your personal needs or anything like that, I've got a place on the boat to store that. Okay. Very good. Uh, Steve, I just had a ball. Thank you so very much. I really uh, enjoyed my time on the lake with you, and I really appreciate your professionalism. Like I said earlier, your stuff is clean. It's in good repair. You have no... Um, stuff that's broken down, old broken down reels or anything. You're in really good shape and to do this as long as you have and keep it as top notch as you have, uh, it's no wonder that you've got repeat clients that come back to you year after year after year. Well, you continually, something, you know, of course, boats should spell break because something's always breaking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you continually try to keep good reels and uh, go over them, retie the hooks every night. You know, that's a, that's a big thing in the guide business is is going in at night, retying the lines, because if you catch 10, 15, 20, or 25 fish, whatever it may be, the knot gets, uh, you know, worn, and you go out the next day, and you hang a fish, and you're lured, and the fish and all is gone. Yeah. That's kind of embarrassing to me, so that's uh, part of the nightly routine around uh, my shop. Yeah. Hey, Steve McVeigh, tell us one more time how we can uh, reach out to you and go fishing with you. Crappie Striper Fishing with Steve McVeigh.
or call 817-925-4742. And like I say, if I'm busy, I've got some great guides up here on PK that just they're all fun to go with, and I'll hook you up with one of them. That's awesome. One more time. Facebook what? Crappie Striper Fishing with Steve McVeigh. M-C-V-A-Y. Thank you, Steve. Enjoyed it. I enjoy it, and I enjoy listening to your show. You've got a really good Christian-based show, and I know there's a lot of fishermen out there that are at the boat ramp. You open the door, and you may have your speaker playing, radio playing in four different places on the parking lot. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That means I get to turn the lights on and eat a, eat a bean or two again tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. All right. Enjoyed it. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. I want to say thanks to my friends at Purina Pro Plan, not only for bringing us this corner of the camp house from Possum Kingdom Lake, but for feeding my dog so well, decade after decade. Pro Plan, it's the best, and it's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Let's grab a glass of iced tea. Genesis chapter 9, God himself told man that if it flies, moves on the earth, or swims in the water, it is meat for us. What a gracious God we have. We celebrate that in this old camp house, Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to the camp house. I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors, and we're glad you're here with us. Tell a friend about us. Bring a buddy along. Jump in the boat with us every week or in the blind, whatever we're up to. You're welcome to come along with us. We're talking about stripers on the show this week. Big stripers. We are on Possum Kingdom Lake, about 90 miles northwest of Fort Worth. Uh, but there's lots of great striper water, both fresh and salt water, across these United States. Lots of opportunity for you to go catch uh, a fun and tasty game fish, the striper. Don't miss out on this fishing opportunity. We're fishing with Steve McVeigh on Possum Kingdom Lake, part of the Brazos River system that also feeds Lake Granberry downstream and then Lake Whitney, also great striper water. But right now we're going to travel back a few years and over a couple of states to Missouri. Back in 2015, a guy named Lawrence Dillman caught the new state record, a giant 65-pound striper 
in the state of Missouri. He was quite the character, and I enjoyed my conversation with him. Uh, not anymore. I was earlier this morning. Okay. Did you do any good today? No, I lost a big gar, biggest gar i ever seen in my life. How have eaten Arn. Well, you, uh, you evidently target big fish because you just rewrote the record books for a striper there in the uh, state of Missouri. Uh, yeah. what a, what a fish, uh, 65 pounds, two ounces, 49 and three quarter inches long, had a 36 inch waistband. Yeah. It was 65 pounds, 10 ounces, 65, 10. Okay. This fish is bigger now than he was a while ago. I like yeah. that. Well, they, uh, somehow they, uh, got two and 10 mixed up. <laughs> Were you striper fishing when you caught this fish? Actually, I was just fishing for whatever would bite. I was hoping to get some walleye, but I, I, when okay. I, went, I went and caught bait, and I caught one real big chub, and I had that out on the line. And that's what you were using for bait, and that's when uh, the big girl bit. Uh, did it feel like you had a pig on a rope, Lawrence? That, that had to be a tussle. Yeah, it sure did. It was a – I mean, it took 45 minutes to get in, and then stripers usually don't take that long. No, and a big fish – Really big fish sometimes will wallow around and not really fight that hard, but evidently she gave you a pretty good fight. Yeah, it did. Uh, I didn't have any net or nothing to get it out of the water with, so I had to literally reach down in the water and just pull it up to me. I mean, and <laughs> I could barely reach it. When I did finally grab it by the mouth, I could barely reach it, and I had to just pull it up and roll over with it to get it up on the bank. <laughs> I was I was going to ask, were you in a boat or uh, or on the bank? So you just you just bear hugged that rascal and rolled it up on the bank with you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, where is the fish now? What 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 happened to the fish after the the record was recorded? I took it uh, over to the Bass Pro and and dropped it off over there to get it mounted. Okay, so it's over in uh, Springfield. Yes. I bet you there were uh, some some everywhere you go with that fish, and and probably everywhere you go right now, there's people wanting to hear the story, aren't there? Yeah, there's really not much of a story. I mean, I was out there alone and. I mean, it, it fought for a long time for a striper, and, I mean, I had a 20-pound test on top of, like, 60-pound test line on my reel, and it, it took every bit of the 20-pound test down to the, the heavier line a couple times. So. Oh, my goodness. My was, goodness. Forty, a 45-minute fight, I tell you what, that, that's a lot of fun. You had to – I can't imagine what was going through your mind during that fight. You probably thought at first you had a big old catfish or something. Or a spoonbill, because they, there's been a lot of spoonbill up underneath that dam lately, and uh, those get pretty big, too. What and, lake were you fishing? Uh, where were you? I was in Bull Shoals Lake. Bull Shoals, clear water. I've fished it uh, several times through the years. Uh, that's a great bass lake and obviously a great striper lake. If I'm not mistaken, the old record came out of Bull Shoals, too, right? Yeah, the, uh, I think the uh, world record was out of uh, Arkansas, out of Bull Shoals for a while. Okay. Well... We wanted to call and congratulate you and uh, tell you that the, the news has echoed all the way over here to Texas, and we're sure proud of you. Uh, thank you. you. You fish quite a bit, do you, Lawrence? Every day. I try to go every day. kind of makes my wife mad, and I don't understand why, because she goes to work every day, and I don't get mad at her. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be just like you, Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what's going to bite that chub. When you throw it out there. Lawrence Dillman owns the state record striper in uh, the state of Missouri. Hey, let's take a few of these striper home for the dinner table. 
Master Chef John Bonnell is going to help us out. Hey, if I'm out there pulling topwaters across Texoma or PK, you know, they're making such a comeback, a two- to five-pounder, I'm going to bring one home, fillet it. It also makes a great fish fry. If you want to make a nice little shiner box batter, we're talking all-purpose flour, a decent amount of salt, pinch of baking powder, start adding beer and whisking until you get a nice batter consistency. Dip it and fry it, brother. You're all set. Mm, sounds great. Hey, tell uh, tell folks where we can come see you to uh, have dinner or uh, maybe pick up a cookbook. You bet. The Bonnells Restaurant Group, we've got Bonnells Fine Texas Cuisine, Waters Restaurant, our seafood spot, and Buffalo Brothers Pizza Wings and Subs. BonnellsRestaurantGroup.com is the website. You can request recipes for free. We've got information about all our restaurants in Fort Worth. Hey, thanks, John. Master Chef John Bonnell is our camp house cook here at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, let's grab a fresh glass of iced tea and then meet right back here on the boat with Steve McVeigh catching stripers on Possum Kingdom Lake. Hey, guys, I'm Corey Cruz, two-time national sporting clays champion and five-time Texas state sporting clays champion. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. The first and original Texas hunting show is back. It all gets kicked off in Houston, August 5, 6, and 7. This is the 46th year for the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. The biggest and best in rifles, blinds, outfitters, and guides. Game calls, camo, and ammo, you name it, you'll find it at the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. Here we come, Houston, August 5, 6, and 7. Live gators, rattlesnakes, and happy hunters. It must be Texas Trophy Hunter time. When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa and they're simple and they're and they're we just can't make them fast enough they're fully cooked all you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them these items have become staples in our home robin's favorite is the taco meat i'm partial to the tamales and what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, you'll find a huge selection of firearms, ammo, fishing tackle, including rods, reels, lures, baits, and every accessory you can imagine. Whether you buy, sell, or trade, Marksman's mission is to guide and educate their customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. Visit one of their stores in Mansfield, Granbury, Killeen, or Wichita Falls. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors and Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, 
Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the Rancher Lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, feed, and feeders available too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of Bay 20, just west of Weatherford. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org. Outdoorsmen and women, hunters, shooters, and fishers are the reason that wild creatures roam bountifully in wild places. This is where we come together to talk about it. Kinder Outdoors. Possum Kingdom Lake in north central Texas is a tremendous fishery. It's a great striper fishery, and my friend Steve McVeigh is really good at catching them. Let's get back out on the boat with Steve. Steve, I tell you what, I, I had a ball. I just had a ball fishing with you. You can tell uh, when you roll up to fish with someone new what the day is going to be like by how their equipment is kept. You're top-notch. You're clean. You've got everything buttoned down. Your stuff is in good repair. Uh, I can tell you've been doing this a day or two. Been doing it quite a while. I've wore out several boat motors. <laughs> uh, let's talk about stripers before we talk about catching them. I want to talk about stripers themselves. Uh, you guide uh, out of Possum Kingdom Lake, which is a pretty clear water lake, and Lake Whitney's a lot like this, too. You guide uh, for stripers there as well. What makes these two bodies of water, you know, you hear about certain lakes like Texoma or PK or Whitney are exceptional striper lakes. What makes them such great striper water? Well, the research I've done in talking to uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife and the game wardens is I believe Possum Kingdom has probably got a little bit higher salt content, uh, probably not as high as Texoma. And uh, then as it goes down, the river, Granbury and Whitney, then you still got a certain amount of salt uh, content that still keeps the strappers in here and keeps them healthy. I, I go where I can catch the biggest fish and I may be there a year or two or three and I expect to be up here. We've had a lot of fish over 10 pounds to 19 pounds this year. I think uh, there's been one or two caught uh, in the 22-26 range. Uh, not exactly I heard about it, but I didn't see it. So you know how those fishing stories go, Steve. You hear about them and don't see them. You better get a picture. <laughs> yeah, they better. They they may grow, 
But yeah, I've got a lot. I've been very fortunate over the years. I've got a lot of customers that come once a month, every other month, and entertain their customers. And uh, they like they like going to where they can catch bigger fish. And and uh, they've caught you know a lot uh, most of the 17, 18, 19-inch fish they want to catch. So yeah. that's why I do it. Yeah, you you know where to go. You've been fishing this lake how many years? Oh Lord, uh, let's see. We had the first big fish kill in 2013. I'm gonna hit it real close. I think the second one was a 15. So I was here commercial fishing as far as stripe uh, with customers. It'd be about 2012, probably 11, right in there. Yeah, so you know where the big ones live. You've got, you know where the holes are. This is not your first rodeo. You, you know how to put us on fish. And I'm gonna ask folks to come to the website kinderoutdoors.com. Take a look at the pictures of the graph uh, that I took in Steve's boat uh, when we were out together. Massive numbers of fish. You don't even know how to. You don't have to know how to read a graph to see that there's a phenomenal number of fish and quality fish. Uh, underneath the boat, uh, stripers uh, in Possum Kingdom, uh, you know, and, and it changes. You said you might be here the next two or three years. You never know. Uh, Whitney can take off and go big. It's nice to have those those options, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's uh, kind of why I live in the middle. And you know, up here, if I'm booked up, this group of guides up here is just a great, great bunch of guys. Uh, most all of them will put you on fish. So if you ever want to get a hold of me and I'm booked, I can put you with other guides that uh, they're serious about it. And good communication up here, and everybody has a big time. You bet. Hey, you also guide crappie trips. Hey, that's a hot button for me. I love those crappie. Yeah, I do the crappie trips, but I've turned a bunch down this year because we've had so much fun catching these strippers up here that uh, I've been putting everybody off, but... I mainly fish them in the summertime when they move out on the trees in 14, 16 foot of water. It's a lot easier for the customers to feel the bite. They're a little more aggressive after they come off the beds and they're hungry. So I usually have about a four-month time frame, and I'm going to miss it this year. Uh, I'll fire it back up again next year probably. Yeah, so if you want to uh, put a quality trip together for next year, uh, come fish with Steve on Possum Kingdom or wherever he takes you, wherever the bite is, that's where you're going to go. But let's talk about, for just a minute, let's talk about these Possum Kingdom crappie. I remember this was my lake when I was a kid. I grew up on this lake. The bass fishing, this is long before golden algae uh, and fish kill, but the crappie bite and the bass bite, man, it was a quality fishery as good as any place in Texas, and it's that way again. Yeah, the bass, I showed you some pictures on my phone while we were out on the boat today. Um, and, you know, we occasionally, they'll hit these uh, rigs that I'm using. And we didn't weigh the one yesterday, but you fished enough to know that that was a, a solid 8-plus pound fish. Uh, we catch them probably one every three trips. And uh, then the crappie, uh, what's so great about the crappie here is you have very, very few throwbacks. I mean, they're really nice quality crappie. Yeah. So... Get ready for that fish fry and uh, and come on up here to uh, Possum Kingdom or wherever he goes. I'm a little upset that you like to, to fish Aquila because I thought, you know, that was my private stomping grounds there. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good crappie hole, too. Yes, sir, it is. I fished it a lot last year. We did really well over there. I honestly haven't been there this year. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get back over there eventually. 
Hey, uh, let's talk about that. I'm sure people are wondering, what are they talking about, fish kill, golden algae? It hit the lake twice back a few years ago, a decade or more ago, and it was just devastating to the fish population, the fishing up here. Yeah, it impacted uh, all the guides, you know, particularly. Um, we, I was actually working out of the state park over there for about two months because the fish were on that end of the lake, and one morning I unloaded the boat, and I'd fished the previous day, and I seen a lot of crappie right, real close to the bank, and I shined my light. And not realizing what it was, uh, I communicated a lot with a man by the name of Bob Hood back then, and I called him, and he called the fisheries in, and it was the beginning of the golden algae kill. And it was, it was sad. It was really sad uh, in a lot of ways, and a lot of monster fish. Uh, it depletes the oxygen in the water, and uh, they basically bleed out through their gills. And but yeah, I hope I never see it again in my lifetime. Uh, my problem was it followed me from there, and then I believe in October of 13, don't, don't quote me on the exact year, 13 or 14, I came back to Granbury and fished, and it followed me down there, and it was devastating on, on Granbury. And then I went to Whitney, and it, it, it was a light touch on one end of the lake. It was nothing, nothing at all like PK and Granbury encountered. The majority, I guess, of the fish population in Possum Kingdom were lost. Pretty much. Uh, Parks and Wildlife restocked it real well. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's amazing. We get a lot of uh, little strappers up there, and I personally, whether I'm right or wrong, believe that they do reproduce up here. But the fishery, honestly, right now is, is like it was before we had to kill. It's getting real close on the size fish. And one of the cool things is most of the guides up here, uh, and they'll all agree with me, and I watch them. They they know what I do. If if we get a fish that's much over eight or nine pounds, we we let them go. We take quick picture. We get them down. We revive them. We don't keep them out of the water, and we put scales on them. And and that's what all the guides up here I know have been doing. And I I think that's going to help a lot. I know it is, uh, and that's a really good rule. You catfish guys, I know a lot of you do that too. More and more every year, guys are doing that, thinking of tomorrow and not just that fish Friday night. Hey, Steve, hang on. We're going to take a little break and come back and talk about it some more, okay? Yes, sir. We're giving away six packs of tickets to the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganzas. Those shows are coming up. Houston is first, just a few weeks away. Then Dallas this year instead of Fort Worth. And then they'll wrap it up where it all started, down in San Antonio, August 19, 20, and 21. Everybody in San Antonio needs to get it on their calendar, and don't miss this. It's the unofficial tailgate party, the kickoff to the Texas hunting seasons, the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza. San Antonio, August 19, 20, and 21. Win your free tickets at kinderoutdoors.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm always thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, 
We like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six seven eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres i mean these people get to walk they get to see some country joe and ann kirchival invite you to enjoy this free range ranch just northwest of san antonio visit joshuacreek.com the original texas hunting show is back for 46 years the texas trophy hunters extravaganza has been the official kickoff of the texas hunting season Visit the world's top outfitters and guides. Get ready for the field with the latest hunting gear, rifles, clothes, and accessories. The granddaddy of them all is back August 5 through 7 in Houston, and this year only August 12 through 14 in Dallas at the K. Bailey Hutchison, and August 19 through 21 in San Antonio. Get the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza on your calendar. More info at ttha.com. You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S, TejasRanchFence.com. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. 
If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. creek full of fish and woods loaded with wildlife are good for our kids. And the kids tend to agree. At Kinder Outdoors, we work hard to preserve both every day. Hey, Steve McVeigh is the guy. If you want to go catch giant stripers, you can do that on Possum Kingdom Lake, Whitney, Granberry, wherever the bite is, that's where Steve's going to take you. Thanks for hanging around, hanging out with me. I've enjoyed it, Billy. We've had a lot of fun this morning. Yeah, we certainly have. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about how you go about catching your fish. Right now, uh, the sun is high. It's the dog days of summer. The fish are hot. We're hot. Nobody feels like doing anything after about 9 or 10. you got to get an early start. Yes, sir. We pulled away from the dock. As you know, at 6 o'clock, we get the majority of our fish usually in the first three hours and realistically in the first hour and a half. You know, that's just that's, that's hammer down time, and then they start moving out deep, and you can go out with either downriggers. I personally uh, uh, fish umbrella rigs. I believe in them, and uh, when you believe in something, they usually work for you pretty good. Yeah. A lot of the guys, uh, there's a few still using live bait up here. Uh, for 80% of my career, I used live bait, and uh, but when I was at PK, I've always used. Uh, umbrella rigs or down rigs so either method's good uh, they run about 21 feet uh, it doesn't matter if they move out in 80 foot of water they're going to suspend out right now they're over the thermal climb is what you're looking for uh, and basically they're at, you know 18 to 24 feet and that's where you got to drag your baits how fast are you moving when you're trolling uh, for these stripers down riggers are running about 2.1 to 2.4 uh, in that neighborhood, my umbrella rigs, I pull them at 1.7 miles an hour, and I generally fish with 65-foot of line out. I like to throw a big flutter spoon for largemouth bass from time to time, but uh, that's another technique that you use for these big stripers. When you see something that you like, you'll stop the trolling. We'll, we'll let those sit, and we'll jump up with the flutter spoons and, and do some vertical jigging. What do you see that makes you stop trolling and, and go to the flutter jig? So I showed you the, the flutter spoon, sorry. Yes, sir. So I showed you the picture on the graph a couple times today where we went over and the screen is just totally blacked out. Uh, it's just solid fish. And uh, at that time, I, I try to get everybody to pull up real quick and we'll spot lock and then we'll pull out the big flutter spoons and. Uh, and just, you know, float them down. They hit them on the way down 90% of the time. You don't want to fish right on the bottom. Uh, but it's it's a big time, and and you need that big population of fish to do it most of the time uh, to, you know, get everybody where they're all catching fish at the same time. 
where the shad are is where the uh, fish are going to be, the predators. A lot of times you were explaining to me the sand bass are up over the top of the big stripers, and they will slash and wound those shad, and those shad will fall. Therefore, the flutter spoon, that they think it's a shad, a wounded shad from, from, the, from the sand bass up above, falling down right into their chop house. Yes, sir. I know at one point we were on early this morning, the sand bass came up, and I said we were going to fish underneath them, and we did, and we caught a few fish. But that's exactly what happens. Uh, one of the problems that, that I've encountered in the hot, hardcore summertime like it is right now is fishing with live bait. Uh, they'll tend to come up and just hold your bait, and uh, there's there's no aggression whatsoever for them to, to take it and swallow it. And so that's why, I, you know, I kind of got off on the umbrellas this time of year, and i actually been using them for 18 months this time, and I keep saying I'm going back to live bait, but we're still catching fish. Yeah, don't change anything right now. It's working pretty doggone good. Uh, do you fish 12 months out of the year? Yes, sir, I do. I uh, fish uh, year-round. It's uh, older I get, it's getting a little colder for some reason, but uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a wonderful wife, and she came up with these electric vests, and... Uh, I stay what? Pretty... Wait a minute. Stop right there. Tell me about this now. Yeah, uh, I guess it was a year before last. Uh, uh, my wife, I told her, I said, man, this is getting tougher and tougher. I, I'm getting cold. And and so she got online and found these vests, and they got you can get a couple of batteries. And and now some of my customers have got them. And uh, used to, they'd kind of freeze out and want to go in. Now they're ready. They're in for the long haul. But they, they work extremely well. You can put them. Put the vest underneath your coat, and a lot of the hunters out there, they're more experienced with them. And Ever grouse hunter in Minnesota and a, a South Dakota pheasant hunter is list turned turn the radio up right now. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're, they're the best thing you, money can buy right now in the wintertime. Uh, how do you go about catching your stripers in the wintertime when it's real cold, total opposite of what we got right now? Actually, uh, we'll pull a single uh, jig. Uh, I use a... Uh, Voodoo bait. Uh, a lot of the guys are using bucktail jigs. Uh, Voodoo's become very popular in my boat for the last uh, 18 months up here. Uh, but we uh, just go around, you go up a little bit shallower. Now, when it gets hardcore cold, we're out in that real deep water where I showed you those fish were going after it uh, got got so hot this morning. Well, they're starting to get hot. They start moving off the banks and moving out where it's cooler water. And it's a slower bite. <clears throat> they bite easier. They're not as aggressive. But, uh, you know, you can use perch. Uh, I used some perch up here last year. And uh, some spoons, uh, slow-moving spoon. But, yeah, wintertime, uh, it's a slower bite. But, you know, you still catch fish. Yeah. Um, so you're still trolling, uh, even in the wintertime. Yeah, slow troll. It's a slow troll. It's uh, not like trolling with a downrigger. And then, you know, you, you ask about the wintertime. They'll gang up and just stack up. And everybody knows that I, I tell this joke. When I, my dad taught me to fish, you had to be quiet in the boat. And here I am now. I've got a thumper in my boat. Yep. And it sounds like uh, you got somebody down there with a hammer beating on it. But particularly in the wintertime, it'll break those fish up, and it'll get them to look up, and they'll get real aggressive. And you'll see them just start stacking underneath the boat from the time you stopped. They'll just start moving in underneath that thumper. And on a live scope, you can turn a live scope on, and you can actually watch some of the fish every time it thumps. You'll see them jerk a little bit and kind of move. And then they'll 
they'll come up out of the group because they're just laying down there gorging on shad. They don't have to work for nothing. That's one thing that never changes. doesn't matter if it's July or January. Where the bait are, that's where the fish are going to be. Yes, sir, year-round. But it can get disgusting in the wintertime because you pull them up and they're just fat and healthy as can be. And and uh, they don't have to do nothing, just open their mouth and yawn, and they got they got they got a shad in their mouth, you know. Yeah. Tell me about the the spawn. When do stripers spawn? You know, our crappie get fairly predictable. Our bass, uh, our catfish. When, when do stripers spawn? Do they come up shallow to do it? Yeah, they get up shallower. They'll go up river. Uh, not all of them go up river. A lot of them go up the coves, and they'll spawn in the back of the shallower coves. Uh, they go through the motion. About the same time as the sand bass. Uh, probably about that time. I always see it used to be February. The climate's changed a little bit, and depending on the year, uh, the last uh, spawning fish that I cleaned up here, I would say, was probably right about the end of April. And uh, you get very, you don't get any now. But yeah, February, uh, the same way it was Proctor. We would go over there every February, March, and April. I always fished over there for years when the hybrid bite was so good, and we'd use cut bait up in, oh, eight, six feet of water and uh, just nail them up there. So it's generally, I'd say, February, March, April. We're going to take a little break, then we're going to come back and cook some, some fish, and we'll see how you like to eat your striper. Uh, before we go to the break, though, tell folks how they can get in touch with you, Steve, if they want to go fishing with Steve McDuck. Yeah, you can either go to Facebook and type in uh, Crappie Striper Fishing with Steve McVeigh or uh, call me at 817-925-4742. Hang on just a minute. We're going to grab a cup of coffee and come right back here and cook some fish. All right. Steve McVeigh, Striper Guide, Possum Kingdom Lake, Texas. Great vacation spot if you've never been there. No matter where you are, no matter where you're listening, it's a great winter destination. Mighty hot around here right now, but if you're up in... Kansas or Nebraska, maybe one of my South Dakota or Montana friends, and uh, hey, it gets mighty chilly up there in the winter. Wintertime down here, not that bad. You can come down with a sweater or a light jacket and catch stripers all winter long. I'm Larry Wysu, Mr. Whitetail. All right, who's the funny guy that locked that chicken in my room? Y'all owe me a new hat. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Menace. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, <laughs> but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. <laughs> ClassicChevrolet.com Folks, Texas Outdoors, a true Texas legend, has been serving up hunting, fishing, and shooting supplies to fine folks like you and me for 38 years. 
Every day, Robert Cantrell puts that genuine smile on his face, turns the key in the door, loads up on fresh stories to share, and takes care of whatever you and I have needed. Robert, well done. Texas Outdoors' final sale is its biggest ever. Texas Outdoors, Southwest Fort Worth on the Benbrook Traffic Circle. Thank you for your business. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees. And have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is, this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. You folks come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. And we're back on the lake of my youth, Possum Kingdom Lake, PK, about 90 miles northwest of... Uh, Fort Worth, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, fly in, short drive, tee-hee and laugh and enjoy yourself all week. It's a great vacation spot uh, for you guys looking for something new to do. And while you're here, go catch Big Stripers with Steve McVeigh. That's what we're doing on the show today. Hey, drop by the website, kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. You can click on a podcast there and hear anything again that you maybe heard on the show today but wanted a little more info, go back and get it again. Uh, Also, you can register for those good-looking Kinder Outdoors T-shirts that we're always giving away and Texas Trophy Hunters Association tickets. These tickets, a six-pack, 
are good for Houston, Dallas, or San Antonio. Any of the three shows, or hey, you got six tickets, go to all three shows, okay? Uh, however you want to use them, the Texas Trophy Hunters Extravaganza tickets are on the house at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. And if you ever want to call me, one eight seven seven eight twenty bbko one eight seven seven eight twenty twenty two fifty six. Like I said, we've been striper fishing with Steve McVeigh on Possum Kingdom Lake this week, PK Lake. And Steve, thanks for hanging on. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed the trip. Hey, uh, you uh, you mentioned a bait earlier, and I want to make sure that we uh, let everybody know what that was since you're not holding on to any secrets here. I guess it's okay. Tell us the bait company and the name of the bait. Uh, you're catching a lot of fish, and we caught a lot of fish on a soft plastic that I hadn't seen before. Yes, sir. Uh, it's a the company's called Voodoo Baits. It's made by Ingrid Bait Company, and uh, I uh, got introduced to him from a friend, and he throwed one in the boat, and I tied one on, and I haven't stopped since. Uh, at this point, uh, explained earlier, I've caught them for 18 the last 18 months on Ingrid Baits, and then of course the umbrellas. You got teasers around the outside, but. All around bait, uh, now I use the 5 inch uh, white with pearl. And as you know, I don't have any secrets. I, I want everybody to catch fish, and uh, you know, I don't uh, have a reason to not try to help everybody catch fish. But yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a great bait. You can order them online. A uh, company uh, that I deal with, uh, Trilex uh, uh, Tackle Town is the name of it. You can call them and get them out of Granberry. They've got every size they make. Uh, so, yeah, they're a great bait if you haven't tried them. Uh, I know some of the bass fishermen use them in the, in the winter months. So, and they got assorted colors. But, yep, it's a great bait. You ought to give it a try. There you go. Very good. Let's talk about uh, putting these fish on the table. A lot of guys won't eat a striper. They won't eat a sand bass. They say they've got that big old blood bank. Hey, they're making a mistake. Oh, yeah. So when you fry them, you attempt to cut all the red meat out of them, and they have a little bit fishier of a taste. Uh, I guess it depends on how hot you get the grease, you know. But um, the way I've got my customers to eat them, and it's the way uh, that we eat them around my place, uh, is we do them on the half shell. And anybody that doesn't know what that is, is we fillet them off, leave the skin on, and then we put them in a pan of water, and we put ice in there. And you need to leave them for about an hour, hour and a half in the refrigerator, and uh, most of the blood will release. Well, you have a lot of red meat that doesn't taste good. And if you'll put them on the grill, I have a Traeger, and I cook it on high smoke at 225. And uh, then I like butter on mine, and my wife uses olive oil. She's a health freak. And uh, <laughs> so she likes lemon pepper on hers. I like Tony's Creole seasoning or Old Bay, either one. And as the fish gets done, you want to cook it at that 225 real slow. Down by the tail, the skin will start curling just like a paper plate. And as it gets done, it'll, the skin will curl all the way up the sides. And when it's done, you can actually pick that, that fish up with a spatula, and it'll be as stiff as a paper plate. And you can sit and pick all the white meat off, and all the red meat will stick to the skin. Wow. Boy, that sounds really good right now. That would go good with eggs in the morning. Yes, sir. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about what makes a good client. You fish with a lot of different people. You fish with every kind of personality. What makes a good client? What do you like to see 
when folks come? Because a lot of people just don't know. What do you like to see from folks when they come out to fish with you? Well, so I try to furnish everything. I furnish water. We always have some sausage sticks and cheese and crackers to snack on so they don't have to carry a big ice chest. Yeah, you pay attention to details. You even have uh, cooling uh, bandanas that you put around kids' necks when it's too hot, and you can tell they hadn't been outside a lot. You do go the extra mile. I try to. I've seen a lot of young kids, uh, especially this day and time, they're not outdoors as much as we are, and and uh, the little face turns kind of red, and they kind of start looking flush, and that's the time you need to put one of those uh, cold rags around their neck. Yeah. Uh, so what makes a good client? I've had a client in particular, but three of them. Uh, I've had them for over 30 years, I guess you could say, 28, somewhere in there. Uh, and uh, this one particularly, uh, or these, I would say there's four of them. They come once a month or every other month, and they bring either one of their top two or top four performing uh, people in the company, or they bring their clients. Uh, the one in two of them in particular bring different clients, and they'll invite their client and their family. And uh, I don't do the corporate trips anymore, but I do the uh, family trips. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. And they come back, and, you know, you clean their fish for them. You've got everything on board. They don't have to go buy a bunch of stuff. Everything is included in the trip. We go out, we have fun, and, and then they can go to the local restaurant and eat or do whatever they want. All you need to bring is a fishing license and your hat or whatever's going to keep you comfortable. Uh, do you see people overpack uh, very often? Well, we have some customers that bring alcohol on the boat, and uh, that's fine. Uh, hopefully they won't have time to drink too much of it before I, <laughs> I get them limited out. But now you can get a big ice chest sometimes, and it's, it's just in the road because once the fish go down, everybody's running around in the boat, and uh, so we try to put it either up on the front deck out of the road or something like that. As far as a backpack with your personal needs or anything like that, I've got a place on the boat to store that. Uh, Steve, I just had a ball. Thank you so very much. I really uh, enjoyed my time on the lake with you, and I really appreciate your professionalism. Like I said earlier, your stuff is clean. It's in good repair. You have no um, stuff that's broken down, old broken down reels or anything. You're in really good shape, and to do this as long as you have and keep it as top-notch as you have, uh, it's no wonder that you've got repeat clients that come back to you year after year after year. Well, you continually, something, you know, of course, boats should spell break because something's always breaking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you continually try to keep good reels and uh, go over them, retie the hooks every night. You know, that's a that's a big thing in the guide business is, is going in at night, retying the lines because if you catch 10, 15, 20, or 25 fish, whatever it may be, the knot gets, uh, you know, Worn, and you go out the next day, and you hang a fish, and your lure and the fish and all is gone. Yeah, that's kind of embarrassing to me. So, that's a part of the nightly routine around uh, my shop. Yeah. Hey, Steve McVeigh, tell us one more time how we can uh, reach out to you and go fishing with you. Crappie striper fishing with Steve McVeigh, or call 817-925-4742. And like I say. If I'm busy, I've got some great guides up here on PK that just, they're all fun to go with, and I'll hook you up with one of them. That's awesome. One more time. Facebook what? Crappie Striper Fishing with Steve McVeigh. M-C-V-A-Y. Thank you, Steve. Enjoyed it. 
I enjoy it, and I enjoy listening to your show. You've got a really good Christian-based show, and I know there's a lot of fishermen out there that are at the boat ramp. You open the door, and you may have your speaker playing radio playing in four different places on the parking lot. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That means I get to turn the lights on and eat, eat a bean or two again tomorrow. <laughs> thank you, Steve. All right. Enjoyed it. And thank you for hanging out with Steve and me on Possum Kingdom Lake this weekend at Kinder Outdoors. I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. <laughs>